Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. So I've got a lot to do. Yeah. I so am... do I. I got to go prepare. I got a big day tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Sunday. I know. I know. Well, you ain't doing anything. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Uh, yeah, at three o'clock. Oh, you're talking about your little baby exam. Oh. Your little baby oral it's not, exam. It's not a baby exam. It's a little. It, well, it's for a baby. It's for a big baby. <laughs> this is your oral exam. So tomorrow, when we're recording this, uh. tomorrow is when Jimmy will have to sit there, uh. surrounded by elders and other people from the congregation, and he will have to field questions about pastoral ministry and theology. Oh, it'll be fun. Oh, I can't wait. Why? I'm saving up. I've got some doozies. Gosh, I'm already, you know, I know people are trying. People Uh, are, people have been all. No, no, no. Oh, yes, I know. I already know one individual, one young guy. No, he, no young guy's going to ask anything. Oh, yeah. The elders. Yeah. Oh, the members can't? No. Oh, really? Mm -mm. Because I remember you guys had me. I asked questions at Brian's. Uh, No, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No. Yes, I no, did. No, I was no. there. That was a trial run. We did the real one. I was the only there. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because, Rich, you're getting shut down, Rich. Yeah, Rich. Uh, it ain't time to goof. Don't yeah, goof come on, him. Rich. This is a serious thing. That, you just showed your age. So uh, we got an email in mm. and uh, from Christine Anderson. Wait, Christine Anderson? Mm-hmm. Is that the same one? Same one. Same one? The, yeah. the, the one she's, she's written us before. Uh-huh. We've answered her questions. Yeah, yeah. We're her favorite podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening, Christine. So, uh, didn't she have all the bad typos? Uh, yeah, she has some. Uh, she doesn't. She's not. You know, she blames it on autocorrect. But the autocorrect. You know, you know what the thing about autocorrect is it corrects. And uh, <laughs> you now, have Joe. You've had some autocorrect issues. Oh geez, I can't. I, I no. We, I'm just we, terrible. I'm no, terrible. We, we can't at share some of those autocorrect no, issues. No. <laughs> No, because my autocorrect and dictation winds up making me say bad things. Yep. Uh, which are funny and awesome, but I For wouldn't the say them us. naturally. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's what she says. Hey, Joe and Jimmy, sorry about the typos last time. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. There, there it is. we go. That's what we thought. That's what we've come to know. It's what we've come to know and appreciate about you, appreciate about you girl. Appreciate, appreciate you, girl. Uh, this time I wanted to ask if you guys would expound on the expectations that congreg- congregants typically have for a lead pastor, both appropriate and inappropriate expectations, and how those would go about being corrected if held wrongly by the congregation as a whole. Hmm. Our last pastor was a great teacher, while at the same time holding maybe a handful of elder meetings in five years. In the five years that he was there. Eh, it's probably not the... Not, not, a little more than that would be good. A handful of elder meetings? In five years. In five years. Well, you know. I mean, if you got it going on and things are crack-a-lacking, you know, maybe you don't need those meetings. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, he consistently told one of the elders that it wasn't his job. Wait, <laughs> 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 having elders meetings? <laughs> uh, and this was just one of the many areas where he chose not to interact, citing the passage about the apostles leaving their work to others so they could focus on preaching. Okay. Um, well, uh... Chris, we're super glad that you wrote us, and it's a really good question. Uh, yeah. The expectations, uh, fair and unfair expectations of pastors, elders, all the same, pastor, elder, all the same. Yeah. Um, let's say on the front end that that the that the expect some some expectations that we have of elders are going to be universal, and then there might be other expectations that aren't as universal because, say, you might have volunteer elders 
who don't have as much time to give. Mm-hmm. And then you have staff or paid elders who have much more time to give. So there might be so some, some that are vocational and yeah, some that are not. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but why don't we just talk about um, the fair expectations uh, that we should have of our elders? Where would we go for that? Uh, we'd be going to Timothy. That's about. right. First Timothy three. All right. So in first Timothy three, we have the qualifications for a pastor or an elder or overseer. It says in first Timothy chapter three, verse one, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. So by the way, um, longing to be a pastor, desiring to be an elder in a church yeah. is not a, an issue of pride. Um, it is, it might be a sign of pride in somebody, especially if they aren't called to that. Yeah. But, and uh, if they think they deserve it. Yeah. Oh, I, I should I put me up there. I'll get this place running. <laughs> I'll get this place crackalacking. Oh, is that what you can say? Crackalacking? That's my new, this is my new word for That's, the day. Oh gosh. Crackalacking. Really? You're going to do yeah. that all day. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, day. I hope we're hanging oh, out. <laughs> Therefore, an overseer must be, and now here are the qualifications, above reproach. Yep. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, yeah, very good. or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. These are the biblical qualifications yeah. for a pastor slash elder, and these are fair and fine expectations to have. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, just saying, yeah, it'd be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded and self-controlled. I mean, you, you want someone that's going to be in that office that's going to, while they may be passionate for the glory of God, is still well-tempered and calm and can help shepherd people. Cause that's a lot of what this job is. A lot of what this role is, is how do we shepherd and love and care for those that God has given us? Yeah. I mean, there are qualifications because you need a certain kind of man in that role. Um, now there's going to be different personalities. There's going to be different gifts, which is really great. Especially on the, you don't want everyone being the same on the elder board or that you're going to have issues. But when you're saying like, well, what, what should I expect from my pastor? You ought to expect that he's not given to addiction. Yeah. You ought to expect that your pastor is uh, self-controlled, that he has a good reputation with people out in the world, and mm. they don't all think of him as some smarmy, slimy con man. Yeah, you you should have the expectation that they're not a tyrant in the home, right. but that they, they are present mm-hmm. in their household. Yeah, that they know how to manage their house. And by the way, that doesn't just mean uh, keep your kids in line so that everything is crack-a-lacking. Oh, gosh. It, uh, but it does mean that you... That's number two. That, that you are present, like you said, Jimmy, so like you manage it well, your kids respect you, you love them, you play yeah. with them, they they look forward to seeing dad. Yep. Um, like that, that these things all matter because we're, we're not talking about um, like some sort of arbitrary guideline that somebody yeah. gave us, but this is what God says we need to have in our leaders. Um, so in all of these things, right, um, these are what you should be able to expect of your elders. Now, Jimmy, can we expect these of leaders perfect? Can we expect these to be met by our leaders perfectly? I sure hope not. Because okay, because uh, then I'm you in are trouble. gonna fail that oral exam. Uh, not only that, I'm gonna fail the elder candidate, like just eldership. 
Yeah, you're gonna, gonna no, you're gonna fail the exam, so you won't ever make it to be in and out. Well, no, because I'm gonna you, fail it. I'm gonna fail no, it because you're you gonna make fail. it through. I'm gonna no, make it through. You're not gonna, gonna make it. You're gonna fail the exam. How am I gonna fail the exam? Because that's not what we're gonna talk about. Oh, well, oh, you're gonna sit here talk. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, so here's the thing. Um, if no, okay, so then how does this list even make sense? If 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 nobody's gonna be perfect in these qualifications, then why do the qualifications mean anything? How can we say I expect these of my pastors if it's impossible for a pastor to be these things perfectly? Because this is what the the pastor is striving towards and working towards. Um, it's what is on their mind. It's it's a, it's a character issue here that we're talking about. Um, and while they may not embody these things perfectly they do look and repent and cry out to the our perfect lord that's good that's good so these these things are present in their in yes. their character not perfectly and they're going to be stronger in some uh than it comes uh, in some areas than they are in, in others right mm-hmm. um but if you know that brother loves money he is all about money he he's a good guy he's a great dad all these things but you but he he will he pushes money as a as a high priority in his life too high of a priority yeah. well that guy's not going to be served as an elder no. but it's different to say that um, there, there's a difference between that and a guy who is not a lover of money but sometimes he struggles with um you know how much emphasis to put on it yeah, in a yeah, certain yeah. area of his yeah. life so okay so we do have some objective things that are true about that need to be true about pastors that we should expect these in measure yep. from our leaders absolutely okay so um, there is something, and I, I talk about this from time to time with people because it always rubs me the wrong way. Um, I hear from people in churches, not our church, that, um, listen, pastors can't do something. Usually it's something that I want to do, um, but they can't do something. I don't know. Smoke a cigar. Okay. Or drink. Drink some whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Or go see a quiet place with their kids. Yep. Or whatever it is. Oh, I get where you're going. Yeah, so, I used to have these expectations on me too. So they're going to say, uh, pastors shouldn't do this. Go see it at a quiet place with a monster. Um, because, what am I going to say? It, uh, it's not a good, pastors are supposed to be a perfect example. Yeah. All right, they're held to a higher, higher standard. standard. Yep. That's the higher standard. Higher standard. Oh, I love to hear about the higher standard. <laughs> Tell me more about this magical higher standard. Where did you <laughs> the standard find, that Joe fails? Where Where did you get this higher standard? Well, all I know is my I, my pastors are held to a higher standard than me and anybody else. Oh, really? Oh, where did you get that higher standard? Mm-hmm. Where was that found? The higher uh, standard? I think it was in. It was in. Mm. Uh, yeah, is it here? No, no, no. I don't think it's. It's not Timothy. Uh, can I Google it. Can you Google it? Because here's the thing, guys. Um, you got when somebody says pastors are held to a higher standard, it begs the question: higher than what? Higher than God's standards? Higher? I mean, higher than what? Are you saying that they're held to a higher standard than other Christians are held to? Because the only way that that makes sense is if, um, is if you're looking at the qualifications in First Timothy three. And you're saying, well, you're not saying that Christians are not held to these same qualities. Yeah. Because they are. Um, but that we expect these to be present in the lives of our pastors. So it's not that they're held to a higher standard. Yeah. They are held to the standard. The standard that, that God script, has called. That yeah. God has given. And so, and usually when people say, well, they're held to a higher standard, it's always some nonsense. It's always related to some 
extra-biblical, non-biblical, anti-biblical law that some legalistic, pharisaical guy created uh, because it makes him feel more righteous about himself, more better about himself. So, yeah, I, leaders are held to a higher standard. They shouldn't be going to take their kids to see uh, an uh, R-rated uh, movie. Or, or, a quiet, or what, what, PG-13, what? I think it's a quiet place. What, what's quiet place? PG-13? Yeah. Is that R? Nope. Ha <laughs> ha, I thought you were going to get me. I thought so too. No. No, there's no even, there's I mean, no like even. Michael's not, you know, like Halloween, none of those are, are R-rated. Well, they are if you, you know, yeah, that's those are R. Oh, but you did a quiet place. Dang it. I'm I did looking, a quiet place. Why are you looking up Halloween? I know. I, I don't know why a quiet place. I no, it's PG-13. It. All right, keep going. Yeah. Why are you, you double checking? Why are you double checking? Because you're held to a higher standard. No, oh, see. <laughs> now I wish it was R. Then I'd be like, so what? Oh. No, it's PG-13. I know what it is. I know the rating. Dude, I know horror movies. It's kind of like the thing that I know. Fine, fine. I know tattoos. uh, I know horror movies. And I know theology. Okay. So, let me see. Oh, it's art. Is it really? (laughs) Get out of here. I didn't want to say it. I let it go. (laughs) Wait, wait. Oh, look. It says R. Hang on. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Hang on now. Now I want to go look it up on Fandango. Because... (laughs) See if you... You because were lying when, to? when I oh you do your software needs to update. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna look this up because I'm I th- I thought when no, I looked it's it up, fine. Let it go. No, Come no, on. I can't let it go. Fandango. <laughs> Come on, you, listen, you were held to a higher standard, and you you did not meet it. The 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference is just around the corner, but there's still time to register. It's going to be bigger than last year, and that's thanks to our seven sponsors. We Wait, have seven? Seven? Oh, yes, we big time now. That's a holy number. B&H Academic, who put out the Spurgeon Study Bible. There's Moody Publishers, who put out your three books. We got Logos Bible Software. We got Mission Aware. We got Legacy Dads. It's oh, all going to be cool. great. Yeah, and we also have uh, some amazing coffee uh, that's roasted locally here by Fresh yeah. Ground Roast. And the coffee is brought to you by Crossway Publishers and Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries, led by Scott Kalis out of Redeemer Fellowship. This is a ministry where Scott disciples men who are incarcerated, helping them to become better followers of Christ and better dads as they exit the prison system. So you do not want to miss out on this. Go to DrDevotion.com and register now. So I don't like it when they say that because it's never an appeal to a biblical uh, issue. It's PG-13, A Quiet Place, right here. Where? Let me see. Where? See? Yep. Okay. Says, okay. So you were, mis- you know, you were misled. Yeah, you were misled. You mine were says PG thirteen. But right here says. Well, right here it says PG thirteen. Right here. It well, says, I, I think the mine's website right. says that's not a website. Get out of here. Quiet place website. All right. So um, I took my kids to see a hard R rated movie where uh, monsters are being destroyed, mm-hmm. and little kids are eaten. Oh, stop. <laughs> I don't want to hear about this. So I don't like the higher standard. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. Unless you're simply saying we do expect our elders to. Live within the biblical requirements set forth for um, elders, right? That, Correct. That, that's okay, but that's different. That's different than this idea of higher standards. But what about Jimmy? What about some cultural issues? I mean, the Bible, the, what the Bible gives us for the the expectations that we should have of elders is pretty clear. Yeah. But then there are cultural issues that might be important, right? That we we might want to say. Uh, to our elders, hey, we really think it's it's wise for this not to be happening, even though the Bible doesn't forbid it, but because our culture perceives it a certain way, we ought to be careful. Is there anything like that that you can think of? Is there anything where you would say, well, culturally, we probably need to be careful here? I'm, I'll give you an example. I mean, I would think the the whole the marijuana thing at this point right now, even though it's e- technically it's illegal, but if you were in Colorado or something like that, you know, um, 
I think culturally, because of the way things are viewed at, you know, uh, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think about in, uh, in Tokyo, uh, tattoo culture there is mostly associated with criminal element, Yakuza and whatnot. Um, so it's probably not a great idea. Um, but even when you're dealing with some of these extra biblical things, there's a difference between striving for being smart and wise, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, mandating what can and can't be done for your, for your pastors or your elders. But then hold on, when you're talking about the cultural, uh, I I know for some cultures, um, it would be, they wouldn't want a pastor to be smoking or drinking. Right. So how would that be for us in that case? Would that be something to give up? Well, first of all, culture, I'm, I'm, you know, what, 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 which culture like the, like, is it the church culture? No, 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 or is it the culture culture? Okay. So like, which culture is that? Let's just give it an example. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Maybe it is church culture. Maybe it is church culture. I'm thinking of, uh, uh, the church in Uganda. Okay. So like, let's, let's just deal with reality. Um, cause like, uh, Paul, ta- Paul and Timothy have to deal with this, right? You know, Paul will tell one brother, um, go ahead and get circumcised and another brother, uh, don't, not, do don't yeah. need to do it. Yeah. Um, and because you're, you're trying to interact with people. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to say, this is now a standard that we expect all of our leaders, uh, to live up to. In fact, I know, of a church. I'm, uh, I'm not going to name it. Um, but, uh, I'm, there's a church where this well-known radio and, and good preacher with good theology, uh, from Ohio, um, <laughs> not, nobody on staff is allowed to have beards. What? Yeah. No one's allowed to have a beard. No beards. I, what are you I, don't, I don't understand. What are you looking at? Nothing. Yeah. No beards. Okay. So, but why? Be, well, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Maybe you could beg him for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's him, but um, because it, it might not have been him. But I do know that there there is a guy, and and this is this is just a staff policy. They don't want their pastors to have beards. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't like those kind of policies. No, um, I, I think they're troubling. Uh, so I do think there, some, you know, wisdom is needed. You know, what's going on, and I think it needs to be a decision that the leaders make for mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, you know, that, that's what we see happening with Paul and others. We need to be willing to lay aside, like for years. While I was back up here, where I grew up, I know this place. All of my tattoos were under my shirt. They were they were um, chest, upper arms, and I kept them there. Not because I thought it was wrong to have them showing, but because I didn't want my tattoos to be a distraction yeah. from ministry where I'm going to be. And once I became convinced that, well, I'm going to live and die here in the Chicagoland area, um, unless God does something crazy different, um, and definitely not going you know, anywhere different from here. If yeah. God did call me, I, don't, I wouldn't think. But anyways, um, then I was like, eh. so that was the one thing. I'm going to stay here. And then I also came to see that nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares about tattoos showing. I go, and now here's the thing. I travel all over the United States and I go to all of these different, um, well, I'll just tell you, I go to cigar shops Mm -hmm. all over the United States. And I walk in, tattoos blazing, beard, the whole thing. And all of those men treat me the same. Yeah. And those are men in suits. These are old men that are retired. They all treat me the same with respect, like one of the guys. It's never been a barrier. 
might be a barrier to some religious people. Yeah. Lots of Christian yeah. types. So, um, but I took my time. I, I restricted myself. It wasn't forced upon yeah, me from to, the outside. To observe and try to see, you know, what it is that, that is okay and what's not. So I think, I think we, we need to be careful with you know, the, the culture. We need to be aware of it. We need to say like, okay, this is how people are, are, are thinking about um, a particular issue. And if something in our culture was associated, let's put it this way, if something in our culture was associated with evil, when that thing in and of itself wasn't evil, I definitely wouldn't want to be ringing that bell a whole lot. No. Uh, be careful about it. We're going to restrict ourselves. So that's, that's one aspect of it. And then there is, you know, an, a sense of congregational uniqueness mm. um, where every church is different. They're going to have different traditions and different expectations, and those things may be fine. Um, and so, but you, you know that on the front end going in there, right? Exactly. So you can't sit there and complain after you've already taken the job and taken the money that, oh, they don't want beards. When you knew that right. ahead of time going right. in that they don't want beards. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is, is the, the only way that you can really deal with uh, the congregational expectations, the cultural expectations that we might have on these pastors, um, anything that isn't clearly explicitly biblical, then you guys need to be number one, biblical in principle. Yeah. If you can't have a biblical principle to back up your preference here, you, you need to take it off. And then secondly, you need to be clear about it, which is what Jimmy's saying. Up front, let people know, hey, our pastors are expected to, here we'll use a practical example. Our pastors, we expect our pastors to do visitation every Wednesday between 6 and 9, where they go to members' houses to check in on them. That's fine. That is a biblical way of doing something that the Scripture yep. commands. Yep. So that's that's totally fine. But you got to communicate that up on the front end. Yeah. Even if that's not the way that everybody should do it, and it may not even be the best way to do it, but that's that's okay. That is an expectation that you can have that's based on a biblical principle that you've communicated clearly on the front end. That's fine. It's mm. the unbib it's the unbiblically backed expectations that's that are right. forced upon people that are problematic. I don't like those. So to answer your question, um, that pastor, we was. Uh, I feel like they should be part of those meetings. There should yeah, be elder he, meetings. <laughs> it's his job to raise up leaders. It's his job to uh, steward the work of, of ministry in the church and make sure that it's all getting done. I mean, we meet at least every other week yeah. as, as elders because there is so much to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't even, what was the word I was using earlier today? Nope. What's my word of the day? Nope, not saying it. Is it clickety-clack? Nope. Frickety-frack. Yeah, that's it. Well, I can't remember what it nope, was. Nope, not telling you. I want to use it one more time nope. before we're done, and I can't nope. remember. Uh-uh, you only got to use it twice. Dang. <laughs> well, well we'd love to hear you No, guys. no, no, I was gonna, let me finish. That, whatever that guy, whatever that guy's <laughs> problem was, uh, it must not have been modeled for him. It must oh, not have yeah. been modeled for him. No, you're right. And so, um, yeah, uh, that guy needs to be corrected, and um, I've recently had some people call and ask for help because their churches are whacked, oh, yeah. um, because they're pastors are not pastoring people. Oh yeah. I just um, got a call this yeah. last week about it. And actually, me they, asked me, they actually just asked me to bring it up to the elders. Yeah. Prayer and all that. Yeah. Good. Good. So yeah, we, we've both, we, we get these phone calls and it happens all the time. And if there, there's no, like frequently there's nobody to speak into the process. No. So, uh, yeah, the expectations need to be biblical. They need to be clear. And, um, if not, everybody needs to relax a little bit. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head over to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. crack a Stars 3. <laughs> Sign up for the email blast or hit up the store Dang and it. grab yourself some gear or register for the 2018 Doctor Devotion Conference on Almost Spirit forgot. at the Oh, it's going to be crack a oh, Four. 
<laughs> Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later.